Not one week has gone by this past year that mental illness hasn't touched the life of someone in this church community. Not one. This week alone, I've talked with a half dozen people about feelings of depression from a year of COVID isolation. And I would be very surprised if any of us have not experienced some depression. Yet I don't know, I was thinking about this, I don't know if we've once shared a prayer for someone who is experiencing mental illness. Maybe we have, but it's certainly not common. We do pray for it generally in our continuing prayers, but that's often the extent of it. Mental illness is all around us. It's in us. Dear Lord, I have experienced it this year. Yet we don't usually talk about it. Easter is a month from today, and during this time that we call Lent, we're going through a season of recovery. Each day, millions of vaccinations are happening. Things are reopening. Our high schools are going to reopen here in just a few weeks. People are taking vacations. Each week during Lent, we are looking at stories of Jesus healing as we consider the recovery that we all are experiencing. I'd like you to listen to this week's reading from our Holy Scriptures. As Jesus departed, two blind men followed him, crying out, Show us mercy, son of David. When he came into the house, the blind men approached him. Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I can do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then Jesus touched their eyes and said, It will happen for you, just as you have believed. Their eyes were opened. Then Jesus sternly warned them, Make sure nobody knows about this. But they went out and spread the word about him throughout that whole region. They completely ignored Jesus telling them to keep their mouths shut. Just didn't do it. And this actually happens a lot to Jesus. He tells people who he heals to keep it quiet, but they don't. In biblical studies, this is called the messianic secret. And you can see it in the earliest stories of Jesus' life. Jesus tells people to keep his identity and his power to heal. Keep that a secret. Now, by the time John's gospel is, gospel is written, the last one, Jesus will tell anyone and everyone that he is the Son of God. But that's not how it is in the earlier gospels. The truth is that no one knows exactly what Jesus' motivation for wanting people not to share their stories was. There are lots of theories, and I, of course, have mine. But what we do know in this story is that these guys didn't keep quiet. They told their stories. You and I, somewhere along the way, we learned that it is not proper, it's not polite, to discuss mental illness openly. There's all sorts of reasons. There's all sorts of motivations for this. We want to protect a per person's privacy. 
And that's totally understandable. But you can't deny that there is a stigma that is associated with mental illness. Even when we do talk about it, it's done with, it's done with a degree of secrecy. More secrecy than we would treat pretty much any other kind of illness. Most people don't shy away from talking about their hospitalization for, say, a, uh, an infection or a blood clot. But when it comes to talking about hospitalization for mental illness, depression, often we won't say anything. I know this is true with me. Maybe we have this idea that we should be stronger than the illness. I don't know all the reasons for this secrecy. But I do know that families will struggle, will, re will remember a struggle with depression or suicidal thoughts of somebody in that family. They will remember that decades after the person has recovered. So people keep it secret so that their families don't regard them as mentally ill. Now, I remember as a kid, one of my closest friends didn't get to live his dream of going into naval intelligence because he had struggled with depression in middle school and he dared to admit it on his application. I don't know if that's still the case, but seriously, the Navy missed out on someone who could have been an incredible officer. There's no doubt about it. Mental illness carries a stigma. And it's something we all need to recover from. The two men that Jesus healed, they went out and spread the word about him throughout that whole region. That wasn't what Jesus wanted. But it was their story to tell. And Jesus doesn't curse them for it. He doesn't take away the healing. Some people have the theory that's what Jesus actually wanted them to do. And telling them not to say anything was all part of the plan. I don't know about that. But it was their story to tell. Just as certainly as it wasn't those guys' fault that they were blind, mental illness is not anyone's fault. It's a condition like any other. I think that sharing their story may have been part of their healing experience, their recovery. There is power in truth-telling. There is healing when we share our truth. The men that Jesus healed had to share their story about the amazing thing that had happened. So what if people who experienced healing from mental illness felt affirmed to share their stories, to share their truth? Maybe that would help us all recover from the tangled and suppressed truth that we all know.
that we all struggle from time to time with mental illness. That truth does have the power to set us free. My faith in God, God revealed in Jesus, is that God's will for us is all is to be healed, to be brought out of the shadows and into the light. Too many people have tried to build this false persona by hiding their truth, their brokenness. And there are some who truly believe that God, the very God who created them in love, would not accept them if they're mentally ill or an addict or divorced whatever limitations we choose to believe. But I don't know that God. The God that I know and the God that I worship today accepts us as we are, broken and beautiful. And I think that in this time of recovery, we all have a chance right now to challenge the stigma of mental illness to share our true stories and struggles. To be honest, that we all have faced them to some extent. And to know that healing and love is possible. To know that no illness, not death nor life, not angels or rulers or things present or in the future, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. But I know the world doesn't change, doesn't recover, just because I think it should. I know that. I know that inside of me I carry this stigma about mental illness because I know that it has been used to hurt people. So I'm cautious. So this is what I want you to know. First and foremost, there is nothing that you have experienced or done that can separate you from the love of God, the source of healing. Nothing. And second, I am always glad to hear your true story, even if it's just between the two of us, because I believe that there is power in truth-telling. There is healing that comes when we share our truth. And as a shepherd, as a, as a pastor in this church community, I want all of us to grow in our hope and trust that God's Spirit is leading us to healing, bringing us out of the shadows and into the light. And I want this colonial church community, I want us to be one where people can share their truth. It's a safe place. I think all of us are going to need that in this season of recovery. Will you pray with me? Lord, help us dispel the feelings of disappointment and fear, the stigma, stigma that surrounds the whole concept of mental illness. Help us be different. Help us demonstrate the power of your love for all people, 
by helping us to show that love in how we live with one another. Lord, you know exactly how the experience of this past year has affected us, mentally, physically, spiritually. Help us own the power to tell our stories so that we may know healing. Amen.